What's up, everybody? Cole here, voice of a latent soul of a Claude. And I have a sincere question for you this week, because we ask each other a lot of them, but we haven't asked you one yet. What do you think the purpose of science is? We get kind of curious in this episode, and we're lucky enough to have esteemed voice David Attenborough tear himself away from animals to talk about magical items for a bit. I also get confused kind of a lot. But there's one thing that no one is confused about. The votes are in, and Ben is the funniest member of the pod. Agree? Disagree? Let us know when you drop a review for us on your podcast source of choice. And as you draft that up, enjoy another episode of The Heroes Die. Hey, everybody. How are we doing today? Good. Yeah, okay. good. Good. I'm glad everybody's doing all right. I, I got a question for you. Um, how do you feel about audiobooks? Where are you landing on audiobooks? Oh, not this. Cole's just getting are fucking you, Are you fucking baiting me right now? <laughs> oh, Cole, do you like audiobooks? I actually generally don't, but I was just um, regaling my companions here about this, uh, the Unexpected Journey audiobook of Lord of the Rings, which is fucking incredible. Hmm. Why is it so good? Um... <clears throat> I think the guy who does it is a pretty solid voice actor. He does all the voices um, to like the nth. <laughs> I'm in Fangorn Forest right now. The nth degree. Um, so he's really talented there. And he, he, he uses Howard Shore's score. And everything has like diegetic um, Foley sound effects and stuff. It's just oh, like really, it is a full yeah. on like audio play, it's like an audio so, play. So, so right? is that no, that's funny. Is, is the word that the, does, is anywhere in the description of the product that they present a uh, graphic audio? Because um, I recently downloaded a graphic audio book by accident and didn't enjoy it because yeah, there was, yeah, it just yeah, sounds okay. steamy. Morgan is <laughs> Morgan is making the finger through the finger gesture. Um, yeah, by yeah. accident, you have to click a bunch of buttons to download a graphic audio file. Sam. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, and it was it was too busy for me. It was too busy for me. I'm accustomed to just the person reading. Doing a couple <laughs> You're different learning things. too much. No, <laughs> that's how it's all happening. No, no, no. Morgan is doing a lot of great mime work uh, so far today. <laughs> Morgan, have you done an audio book that you enjoyed? Um, I, I struggle with audiobooks. I think I think it's so useful theoretically, like in that you know you can multitask. Um, I can't I can't retain my focus with them. For for fiction and nonfiction, I need I need to look at the written word. Mm -hmm. I can do podcasts for whatever reason when it feels more conversational. Um, but I, I've tried audiobooks a handful of times, and my mind wanders, uh, and I, I end up. All of a sudden, like realizing I'm thinking about something else, and I've missed like the last ten or twenty minutes of whatever they're reading about. Now, when you say you listen to podcasts and it's easier because it's more conversational, I definitely find that with podcasts where it's two people talking to one another. But do you find that to be the case as as well when it's like one person just like you know telling a, a crime story or something like that? No, I don't. I, I do find it the same in that like no, I can't follow those either. Like. Um, mm -hmm. One of my favorite podcasts is uh, Hardcore History, but it's oh, basically yeah. this d professor giving a history lecture. Dan Carlin, the bro of history. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's cool and it's awesome. I cannot do it and multitask. I have to like 
sit down and listen to it. Just picture Morgan no. like staring at the speaker where it's coming out of, like <laughs> nodding his head in engagement. As yeah, it's, like it's he hardcore, listened to music. <laughs> is hardcore history the Mythbusters of history? No. no. What does that mean? What do you think that means, Cole? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. It went from a potential jab to a fuck you, Cole. Uh, <laughs> well, think that means? so good. Nobody uses a comma like Will to really so... drive the knife home. <laughs> I, th- I think it means two things. I think that Dan Carlin, one, uh, is interested in revealing the truth about a particular thing, and that feels like the MythBusters mission to me. Mm-hmm. And, and busting, two, busting myths, busting, busting fat myths, dude. <laughs> and then two, <laughs> the whole enterprise of history is that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but two, we'll <laughs> still old, on the warpath, everybody. <laughs> uh, will the whole enterprise of science is also literally to prove things wrong that were previously thought to be true so if you want to get sassy on both feel fucking free my guy um but the second thing is popularized it right (laughs) made it into an entertainment medium um and did so in a way that is (laughs) rudy we all got a little hot when you started going in on world star (laughs) (laughs) fuck who knew the podcast was gonna end on this there's there's so much to unpack right now my favorite thing my favorite thing right now is just the (laughs) kind of tacit passing that the whole purpose of science is to prove things that we thought were true wrong yes (laughs) yeah the first scientist was like the guy that said no uh (laughs) science is really just about setting records for how long a thing can be true (laughs) Swag, dude. Yeah, the Pythagorean theorem. Been around a couple thousand years now. Massive street cred. <laughs> I actually, I don't disagree with a single thing you just said. I think all of that is true. It's just not the way I've ever thought about science. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. Sure. Will Harold. I don't enjoy flying, and so I drive more than I should between places. Um, and audiobooks are necessary for me um, to to get like through an eight hour road trip. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's generally where I listen to my audiobooks and also hardcore history um, has been what, helpful there. What do you listen to for audiobooks? Yeah, um, pulp generally, like partially because I will zone out, um, you know, like harking back to, to Morgan's point. But um, yeah, generally, um, you know, Agatha Christie novels, um, mm-hmm. general like mystery. That, 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 that sounds like a warm blanket. To me yeah agatha christie on yeah. audiobook yeah that's just that's that's fucking cozy dude i love that <laughs> i also zone out i like audiobooks and i will zone out during them but i almost exclusively uh listen to books that i've already read or at least recently that's what i've been doing yeah i did that with the wheel of time i'm doing that with the stormlight archives right now all of these are books that i've read so when i zone out it's like not that big a deal but yeah, trying to take in a book for the first time via audiobook is unsatisfying to me for all of the reasons yeah. that you talked about, Morgan. I'm like you, Sam. Like, I think I prefer to listen to stuff that I've already heard if it's an audiobook form. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find, I do find it, I don't know about you, maybe this is the way you approach that. I do find it kind of rewarding. And I, I, I have to say, Cole, I kind of like being read aloud to, and I like reading aloud. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that it 
it open, you know, it's like, it's kind of like a play, right? Like some things are meant like you don't really get the whole picture until you hear it spoken aloud. You know what I mean? Cause like when we read books, I feel like sometimes our brains just kind of download the paragraphs because our brains are looking for what's going to push the plot forward. You know, like, like sometimes we have to, that's why we have to reread passages a lot of times, I think, to get the full beauty of what's being talked about. And so sometimes I feel when I'm read aloud to, it's like, oh, fuck, I had absolutely no idea that little thing happened in that paragraph, you know, like, so I yeah. don't know, like, I, I, I recently reread the whole Sherlock Holmes canon, and then you know, this is like my third time doing it. And then like, I, not, I, not a small undertaking. <laughs> it, it's only 56 short stories and four novels. That's it. True. Yeah. Those were kind of like the original, like, like that's yeah. all it is. It's actually, well, it's watching actually the Robert not that Downey much. Junior movies two or three times. <laughs> well, now that's like reading war and peace, like a thousand times only. It's not very good. Yeah. What do you, um, <laughs> which one do you, th- which has more, uh, sorry. Sherlock Holmes in print or Sherlock Holmes reimagined in modern media? How many hours? Which oh, is greater? I don't know. Um, in modern media, meaning everything uh, that the BBC and like Masterpiece Theater have ever like done? every single television or film adaptation add those hours. Up. Oh, oh, like like on film, anything like that, like way outweighs. The actual, the actual written, written work, work by Conan Doyle. Because you also have to figure too, Cole, there were whole radio series done about Sherlock Holmes right, and stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, like the first Sherlock Holmes movies were done in the silent era. Yeah. So my point was just that for a while there, I was re-listening to them after I had done my read-through. Like I would listen to one every day to really kind of try and like concentrate just on one. And hearing them read aloud, like, really kind of opened up a lot of stuff for me that, like, I just, like, I wasn't able to hear in my own voice. No, that that makes a lot of sense. Uh, when you hear it, you take it in in a different way, and it will open it up for you in a different light. That That definitely checks out with me. On the subject of opening things up, you guys smash let's murder these people the abracondilu <laughs> and the closet let's open up the last <laughs> session it was a hell of a fight literally um you now find yourself with a couple of magic items we did do the poison wrong cole uh pointed that out we revisited that took some hit points away from the professor but ended up doing it pretty much the right way at the end of the day Professor's walking around with a wounded one condition that he wouldn't have had otherwise. Now you find yourself in this church with somebody calling for help behind a door in the northwest corner that a large stone font is leaning upon. Y'all have basically healed up. What do you want to do? I think we get out of here, right? Certainly. <laughs> Uh, uh, wait, wait a minute, gentlemen. I I hear a voice coming from yonder closet. No, I don't think so. No, I, I uh, shut up. Listen to it. Fighting him, guys. All of us like retreat and like recoil from like the horror of hearing the professor so angry. It's just like the muggers all over again. He's gonna light someone on fire for sure right now. <laughs> 
I heard the voices too. Oh, thank you, Eugene. I think we all heard it, but uh, <laughs> things have gone bad enough in here. True, true, but if there's one thing I've learned, it's to always open doors when people say help. Mm. And so uh, the professor starts waddling up that way. Right on. Going on up the nave here. I assume it's the uh, closet door up north here, Sam, where the uh, overturned um, baptismal is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it's right there. All right. Dirkle. The professor will uh, put his ear to the door and say, uh, is someone in there? Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, P- P- please come in. Yeah. Now, who are you? I'm, I'm, no answer, eh? Let's get I'm, out of here, gentlemen. I'm, I'm, uh, oh, sorry. What? I'm the breast of this church. Ah, yes, the breast of this church. Wait a minute, you're the breast of this church? It's a very thick-looking door. That oh, you're yes. looking at. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Well, the professor kind of sizes up the door, puts his hands up against it, knocks on it a couple of times and goes, Yes, indeed. Should be simple. Uh, turns around and goes, Well, I can't deal with this door. Uh, you there, Sven, perhaps your strength would uh, get the door open. Yes, I suppose we can. Um, you might want to stand back in there. Mr. Priest, uh, if you could, step back as far as you can. If you can, step back as far as you can from the door. We're uh, going to attempt to break it down. Okay. um, He was much clearer when he was asking for help earlier. All right, Sven. On the count of three. Yeah, rolling a strength check for this? Uh, Just athletics. Athletics to move the font. Oh, uh, Times New Roman. uh, That's going to be 12. It's a, that's a fail. I want to try. Eugene's got this. It can't be done. There's no saving him. Let's go home. Eugene don't got it. Font not really moving, but you think you're doing the right thing right now. Like morally? Um, I'll try as well. Uh, I rolled a seven, so I, I also failed. All right, cool. It's looking bad for you in there. Not a whole lot of urgency, given that you've already destroyed the bad guys in this room. So I'm going to say that eventually y'all are going to hit the DC 20 athletics check. All right, we'll all move it together now, gentlemen. On my count, the note, uh, the professor uh, steps back a little bit and lets the other gang uh, pick up the font. One, two, three. He! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and that's enough. Uh, and you that's got it. Enough. You got I'll it. Say. The second, the second <laughs> he... <laughs> up on aisle Eugene there. <laughs> so, yes, you move the font. You're able to open the door, and inside, you find someone in priestly robes of Avidar. They look pretty beat up um, and tired. I mean, there's bruises, cuts on his face. Uh, There are some blood stains on the robes that he's wearing, and he just looks worn the F out. What do y'all say? Dear me, dear me. What's happened to you, man? Can you tell us exactly what, uh, how these demons took over here? Uh, my, my goodness, uh, I, I do appreciate y'all coming to my rescue. Are, are the creatures that were in, in the chapel, have they been disposed of? Dispatched with. Oh, my goodness, thank goodness. Ah, well, I, I, I can tell you a bit about what happened to me. 
before I, I, I found sanctuary in this, the holiest places of Abadar, our church's vault. Now, a hunchback demon and two flying fiends and then two masked men charged into my church. Now, I, I did indeed try to fight them back, but I was overpowered by the large one. Uh, I was forced to flee. I came to the vault, the one place that I knew Abadar would not allow to be violated by these demons. Did you say that there was a hunchback and two flying demons? Yes, there were two flying demons. Jog my memory here, squad, just real quick. Just the one, just the one. That That is problematic for us. Yes, yes, indeed. And that one was trouble enough as it is, never mind two. Uh, but I see that you've uh, been severely beaten. Did they get to you before you got into the vault? Yes, they did. It, it was quite the fight that we had. Uh, uh, it was violent. Um, I barely got away in order to get in to this safest of spaces. Uh, it was terrible. Who is we and where, where are the others? I guess I, I was speaking in, in the, the royal way. I, I meant only to speak in the singular. <laughs> yes, well, please don't. It's very confusing. But you fought off five of these individuals, three demons and two masked figures by yourself and made it into the vault without them being able to accost you as you locked the door? I fled. I was attacked and I fled into the vault. I slammed the door behind me. Something got knocked up against it, which I heard. Oh, the fart. It wasn't and the then <laughs> I stayed in here. Now, I'm not sure where all of y'all took lessons in interviewing victims of <laughs> crimes, but I don't appreciate the implication that I am somehow to blame for my current state. Not at all, sir. Professor, not at all. This priest is clearly a hero. Not at all, sir. Can I roll a perception check to sense motive yeah. on that? Oh, go ahead. I think the professor is onto something with the fount being involved, though. Eight. <laughs> Jellico? Yeah, yeah. Then very, very little is gained on, on your insights into him. I, I mean, but that story, does, player to player, y'all, like that story doesn't make any sense to me that he, like, or. Maybe I misheard. Oh, sure it does. He he escaped the... They were beating him up, and he managed to get into the vault, and the font fell over. I, what more do you I want? I guess I am shocked by the possibility oh, yeah. that this one priest being a- accosted by three demons and two people, sufficiently to have been injured, was able to get into the vault, lock the door from the inside, and save himself. Like, that seems really... There's a full squad of us almost... Yeah, like... But the, well, I did indeed have Abadar on my side. You're not in this world. <laughs> Stay out of my dreams. What's going on? Um, yeah, there's other. I mean, like I don't know. We can also we can. Poke well, does more someone else have a perception? Sh- uh, a perception that is better than mine. I can try. Also, yeah, they so. wanted to. If they wanted to kill him, the demons were pretty strong, right? Why didn't they just pick the font off the door like we did? Right. Maybe. Is the implication that they wanted him alive for something, or that maybe he's bait? Yeah. This sounds like the work of Jellico Bounce Bounce. What? <laughs> Let's go and kill him. <laughs> the professor like starts heading resolutely out the door. <laughs> Nobody say no. Nobody say no. 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the uh, task at hand, as they say. Rolled a 12 per- perception for sensing him. Oh, boy. It seems pretty legitimate. If you're asking him, if you ask him, why didn't they come and kill you? You can yeah, try that. If, yeah, truly. Why is it that they left you in that room if they previously tried to kill you? I mean, I cannot say for certain as to the motivations of these uh, fiends, but I, I can tell you that they didn't seem particularly interested in taking my life, simply trashing the place. Sir, we understand that, you know, the uh, demons were left in the uh, in the uh, church, but uh, you mentioned a hunchbacked character, and this is intriguing to me. Was this a uh, human person or a humanoid no, uh, it was a, a large creature, uh, horns coming out of his head. In a like, like lots of horns? Like way too many horns? Or? Far too many horns. Okay, yeah. no, no, we dispatched with him then. Okay. So there was another, there was, so so just to go over the list again, uh, there was a, I'm an absent-minded professor. Oh, there was a, uh, <laughs> there was a hunchback, two winged demons, and what else? And two people, I believe, in uh, in, in the in robes. Yes, in robes. Perhaps yes, yes, twins. So, yes, well, I think you're right, Leighton. I think you're right. Did they say anything to you? Uh, no, they didn't say anything. Uh, to be honest, this whole uh, endeavor, it, it, it happened rather quickly. Uh, the hunchback demon led the way. He came charging in. I came up and I said, Out with you, out with you, demon. And uh, he took a, a pretty big swipe at me. I saw the two winged creatures coming yeah. in behind him and then the, the two robed creatures. I, I struck out one more time and, and then uh, I, I did indeed beat a, a hasty, though strategic retreat. Uh, something that I understand is common when facing... Uh, yes, 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 yes. Now, now you've... Hold on, hold on, Let's give the man some room. Do you want to take a seat? You got, you're bleeding a little bit. Can I help you with that? Uh, y- yes, and may I, may I exit the vault in this case? No, no, yes, absolutely. I sure, sure, yeah. And I think Druk is feeling for this fellow holy man and will we'll help him out of the vault. All right, so you help him out of the vault. He walks out, he sees you all, and he sees Sven, and he goes, Oh my goodness, what happened to that man? His face is open. Oh, yeah, that. Vicious gashes along his face. I don't mean to sound in any way ungrateful, but my goodness, that man, he he is a sight to behold, a horrifying. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, we got that. Yeah, yeah, we're going about as I am. That's gills. We can see that. That gentleman lost his face in the defense of you against that hunchback demon. You would do well to keep your mouth shut about it. I, I apologize. Uh, that was unkind. It's fucking rude, yes. It's fine, right? Yes, indeed, it was fucking rude. I have had uh, uh, quite quite the day, and and I will admit that your countenance is uh, striking. You say this is that this was just today that this happened. Today, you've only been here uh, for a day, or has this been a longer captivity? This happened last night. Dear me, dear dear me, those in the wee hours of this morning. It was dark outside when it began. And now you, I assume, you've been set up in this uh, town for some time running this church. Yes. Did you recognize the, the two men in Monk's robes? I didn't get a chance to identify the, the, the two people in robes. There were masks over their faces. 
dear me. The font is still involved. I just have a hunch here. And Sven starts going over and imagining the placement where the font was, imagining the distance to it, simulating different ways it could have fallen. It just doesn't add up here. Were there any stenches uh, associated with your attack? Apart uh, from shitting herself. Yes, well, we can all smell uh, that, indeed. <laughs> I don't recall any particular olfactory stimulation, uh, but I did get in here rather quickly. Sam, can you remind us, did Cubby tell us about a weird smell prior to when we think this attack would have happened? Yes, Cubby did. He told you that was there was a weird smell when he was sniffing around the, the walls of this place, which you know enclose a graveyard. I wonder, sir, if we might have the opportunity to take a look at the graveyard out back. Uh, 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 of course you can. Uh, now, I, I see you uh, uh, hunting around that font right there. Now, it, it normally is uh, further into this room. I knew it. I don't, I, I couldn't say for certain, of course, but uh, my hunch would be that they uh, they wedged it there deliberately hmm. to keep me in that vault. Um, again, I, I don't know why I had locked it from the inside, but then they locked it, as you will, from the outside as well. I Fine, but it makes sense. The font wasn't acting of its own accord. No. There's one thing that's bothering me, though. As, as a man of the cloth... Did you have any recognition of these demons as a, at all? What what religion they might have been associated with? I, I don't have any. Or deity, I, I, I should say. I apologize. Uh, what deity they I, would I, be associated I, with? I recognized the large hunchback one as in Abracandilu. And, Abracandilu. Uh, at least one of the smaller winged creatures as, a, I believe, a quasi. Can I do a religion check on that, Sam? To see if either of those anything or would they not uh those are the two creatures that you just no, i know but like but like what they could be associated with deity wise i mean sure rule religion check now that you know that it's an opera oh fuck yeah dude 22 a 22 so what kind of information are you looking for just <sighs> like who they're associated with in the pantheon okay so i i rarely do knowledge checks fellows so let's huddle on this one what what's would be something interesting to know about these um I mean, sometimes demons in in Pathfinder um, serve particular demon lords that have portfolios in the same way that gods do. So it might tell us something if there's a particular demon lord that had sent them here. Um, yes. Uh, so Sam, I I, I think like um, the professor is trying to figure out if if there's some connection to a uh, a demon lord, but I think I think story wise. He experiences um, knowledge, religion checks as physical reactions, like maybe visions that, like, just get sparked in his head because of uh, his sorcerer bloodline. Okay, I, I totally dig that. Cole, did you have something? I was just thinking, let's resolve this check, and then Leighton has a thing that he's excited to ask the rest of you. Okay, cool. So... Rudy, what the professor knows immediately or feels immediately, and I'll let yeah. you describe it in the way that you want him to interpret it, is that like in the pantheons of the demonic, fiendish underworlds, this is not a particularly high-ranking type of creature, right? This is a minion, and as such is less specific, per se, than a higher-ranking one who might 
owe allegiance more regularly okay, I see. to a particular I see what you're saying. Gotcha. hall uh, within within the within the the fiendish demonic underworld. Now that said, given a twenty-two, um, I'll give you this: uh, that Abracondilu's form from the souls of mortals who, in life, uh, were vandals or defacers of artworks. Um, now, particularly if those people were envious in their mortal life, that will put them on a path to this, perhaps, uh, in the demonic afterworld. They're destroyers. So with that check, it makes sense that this creature wasn't actually particularly interested in killing this person because mostly what it wanted to do was get in there and destroy stuff. And when you look around the nave, when you look around the chapel, that's what it did, right? Mm -hmm. It tore up the pews. It was ripping stuff up on the altar when you walked in, Mm -hmm. right? So the fact that it trapped this priest in there, it's kind of like, yeah, this was a holy place that it would have had to enter, Abadar's vault. So it just locked the person in there and then went around wrecking shit. Mm-hmm. I think Leighton is like, but in the barn, the two brothers. Professor, do you, do you think these could have been the creatures summoned in the circles we saw in the hayloft and then brought here? You said that they had demonic traces and they were seen with these two cloaked uh-huh. men. Perhaps it's similar to the other acts that have been taken to try and drive the citizens away, ruin their church, and they will run. Sam, would I would that role have been enough to have told me that or no? There's no role that y'all can do that will connect those dots, confirm or verify yeah. that conjecture. That's that's players yeah. playing, and no, I feel you. I feel you. Um, yeah, the professor, not certain, Leighton. Seems to me, though, that if the twins were involved in demonic uh, summoning, that why would they not summon these uh, demons such as this? I sense are more than happy to show up on our plane and cause chaos. What I fear, perhaps, is that this was meant as a distraction. These demons, I sense, are only interested in chaos for chaos's sake. That demon up on the uh, altar took more pleasure out of destroying hymnals than he ever would of constructing a real scheme to damage this community. But this is exactly my thought, that it is it is one of these similar events, that rather than being designed to destroy the town, the hornets are there to drive some people off, the demons are here to drive some others off, to make it feel unsafe, to make it feel unwelcoming. This seems to be the strategy of whoever is committing these acts and and we, we we do have some evidence that those aren't the brothers that they were replaced by some demonic entity themselves don't we i mean friends i, I don't i i don't mean to cut any of you out it's just the, the professor was asking about this in particular do, do the rest of you see a similar pattern here mm-hmm. i think druk's been like bandaging up um the priest and uh so um uh, our, our friend's fan is pretty banged up as you so um, directly stated earlier. Is there any chance you have any any healing you can do or any any uh, supplies? Uh, he- healing supplies are what you're looking for. Well, well to be clear, actually, um, to be frank, and uh, we don't mean to overstep our bounds here, the professor takes off his uh, hat, says, uh, what we actually came here for originally is one of our dear companions in our... Circus, which you, of course, will get free tickets to, uh, has been petrified. 
We are in dire need of help in bringing him back to life. Can you assist us, or do you advise us to go to Absalom? There's a boat leaving, I know, uh, before midnight. We can get there if we move fast. It'll take us about 28 days, but you tell us. Absalom it is. Let's... <laughs> we should get to the port immediately. <laughs> As those healing abilities are far beyond anything in this town. <laughs> uh, he, um, he looks over all of you and he says, I, I do uh, ha have medical uh, equipment here, some bandages and whatnot. I, I can certainly re-outfit a, a medical kit if that is necessary. Uh and if anybody is down, I do have uh, some healing capabilities of my own. That would be lovely. Yes, please. Thank you. And I'll be happy to heal you, of, of course. Now, 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 come this way. And, and he wraps you up with bandages, and um, we'll take care of, uh, of that off air. Now, once y'all are actually all, all healed up, um, he stands up. And he says, straightening his vestments, he goes, Now, Abadar and the forces of good will prevail. Abadar's worship will be restored in this town, and we will have the doors of this church open, if not this afternoon, then tomorrow. And he goes and he starts looking over the wreckage of his church, and he quickly notices that two things are missing. And he says that the church's Two most holy books, our most holy texts, are missing. Uh, the, the manual of city building and the order of numbers. Now, they were here and they're not now. Now, I've looked through some of the detritus out here and, and, and the, the pages from these books are, are not missing. Uh, or rather, they are missing. They, they are not down there. They're not some of the destroyed texts. This church needs those books back. They are some of our as I said, most holy texts. And to be honest, I, I would not rest easy until those intruders have been found. So I take it you're not going to help Marty then? Oh, yes, of course. You mentioned <laughs> yes, Marty. Yes, yes. Well, I do indeed have a salve that I believe will help cure him. It is in... Um, <clears throat> Almost invaluable. Sal. And Leighton turns away and walks out. It's a bar of Neutrogena. <laughs> now, I would be happy to, um, in repayment for my rescue, come and administer this to the affected party myself, but I, I couldn't feel good about, um, how do you say, uh, parting with the entire vessel of this uh, magical liquid. Leighton? What? Shit's too valuable. He's not going to part with it, but he will come and administer it. Gentlemen, how do we feel? I, I, I'm sorry. What what exactly were being asked here? Yeah, I, I, the, the vibe I'm getting is that he's willing to he's willing to administer some of the Neutrogena to um, uh, Marty. Uh -huh. He's not willing to yeah. use the amount that would bring him all the way back unless we um, help him uh, find these uh, sacred texts. That's not my understanding, Rudy. My, my understanding is that he has a big, big thing of it, and he's going to go apply exactly the amount of it that Marty needs, but not give us all of it 
for fear of us taking this valuable substance. Oh, well, then that's, yeah, that's fine. Uh, All we need him to do is heal Marty, and then we're out of here. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. And he goes over back into the vault, pulls a couple of small keys out, and he unlocks two of the lock boxes that are lining the walls of the vault. And he pulls out a couple things, one from each of these boxes. And he says, now, I would indeed appreciate the retrieval of these texts. A hero such as yourselves seem well suited to it. Uh, I would present these and offer them in repayment. And he holds up two items and he will explain what they are. One is an onyx dog wondrous figurine. And the other is a brooch of shielding. Oh. Which are two pretty nice items. The first is the onyx dog figurine. Mm-hmm. Are we allowed to look these up, Sam, or no? Yes. Anybody want to do a dramatic reading? This simple onyx statue transforms into a guard dog. The dog has a plus four circumstance bonus to survival checks to track, and it has dark vision. The dog senses a hidden creature with its scent. That creature instead observed and concealed. The onyx dog can be activated once per week and remains in its form for up to six hours. Nice. Same. All right. And the brooch of shielding. Uh, brooch of shielding. <laughs> This piece of silver gold jewelry is adorned with miniature images of kite shields. It can be used to fasten... That, that's pretty much just uh, David Attenborough. <laughs> this piece of silver gold jewelry is adorned with miniature images of kite shields. It can be used to fasten a cloak or a cape. The brooch automatically absorbs magic missile spells targeting you. The brooch of shielding can absorb 30 individual magic missiles before it melts and becomes... Useless. Wow. Sometimes when found, a brooch of shielding has already absorbed a number of missiles. Dude, that's a fucking nice dope item. Guy. Holy cow, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah, That's also a dope Attenborough. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, very well done. Here in Aberton, we find... The... Yes. It's I, the uh, barely contained excitement, Ben, that makes it David yeah. Attenborough. Yeah, you know... So drop some like horrifying, like really sad fact at the end. All this will be gone <laughs> within a matter of years unless you, your viewer, do something. So these are the two items that uh, Nellendrend is offering you. In exchange for finding the sacred text. Mm-hmm. Uh. I think we're ready and raring to go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think don't we gotta take care of Marty first, though, right? Who? I mean, uh, yes, yes, Marty, Marty, yes. Uh, yes. Now, I, I would perhaps ask before leaving this church that we do uh, clear the grounds and just make sure that there are no other fiendish creatures lingering about. And by we, you mean us? Yeah, again with that royal we that you keep using. Uh, yes, of course, I do mean you. My rate is 11 gold pieces an hour, sir. Thank you. Oh, that is far too steep. <laughs> I hope that your friend Marty uh, loosens up at some point. No, no, you made the promise that having saved your life once already, you would do that. See, this is the thing with Abadarians. And Leighton just, like, knows he's getting too too much over his skis and says, Claude, Claude, <laughs> take me out. 
take me out, Claude. And Claude sort of like nuzzles him away and the two start talking back and forth on the side as Leighton gets out his angst. But yeah, he's at, he's, he, does, he has asked y'all to clear the grounds before applying the salve to Marty and going with you. Sure. Religion of gold, eh? I like it. It doesn't sit right with me. I don't know, man. Uh, I cannot leave fiends in order to advance the time or plot, even. We might have to do this. <laughs> okay. Well, let's check the grounds then. Yeah, you're looking at you're looking at a trashed church, and the priest is saying, like, hey, I just want to make sure there's nobody in the backyard before we Mongo leave. is just pawn in game of life. <laughs> <laughs> we had asked to see the graveyard, so I suppose if you'll show us there, we might as well clear it. I do appreciate it. It is uh, in the back here, if you will just uh, <clears throat> follow me. And he leads you through the room to the south. Let me just open this. Sven leans down to the font. I'm not fucking done with you. <laughs> 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 I've just revealed the vault a little bit belatedly, I do confess. Wow, what a vault. What a vault. He leads you through uh, what looks like a storage room. There are vestments, candles, polish, other accoutrements for running a church. Uh, as he leads you to a door on the southwesternmost corner of the room. Hmm. Smell that chipotle. And he tells you, now, this, this does lead out into the graveyard. Uh, it is an older graveyard. We don't bury people too often out there anymore. And by too often, I mean at all. It's full. It's been full for about uh, two decades. It's an older graveyard, sir, but it checks out. <laughs> oh, cool. Hero point. Yeah. That, that's good. I like that. And with that, Leighton buries his uh, sour attitude, smiles to himself, and marches directly into the graveyard. Well done. Excellent. You walk outside. You see off to the southeast that several of the cemetery's graves have been dug up and oh, large boy. mounds of fresh dark earth lie piled around gaping holes now, from where you're standing it's kind of hard to see but you think you can make out one, two, three individuals working the graves and Nellen peers out he sees this and he's like, I, I, I do not know what or who those people are, but I will tell you that those robes may look familiar. And then he backs up, staying in the church. Cemetery, this is a good time to use harm, right? Go off. Yeah, let's take him to Pound Town. Oh, boy. Can I, quietly enough, Sam? No, there's no, there's no way I could get on Claude in here and get out this door, is there? This is a normal door. Yeah. Hopefully, hangs in a church on a horse again. <laughs> I'm just imagining Leighton just conking his head on the top of the door. <laughs> <laughs> However, Cole, I will give you this. Give me a, you know, don't even bother giving me a perception roll. You would have clocked this earlier. 
There is an open gate at the front of the cemetery fence on the same wall that fronts the church. Mm -hmm. You would recall that from your approach to the church. I imagine Leighton like peers around this door and sees that just over the gravestones as he observes the people mm -hmm. and kind of like looks back and forth, sees Claude and goes, mm. turns to his friends. Uh, friends, I'm thinking perhaps Claude and I will go to the gate around the front and make sure to cut off their escape. If one of you wishes to hail them once I am in position, then they won't be able to get away from us. I'll go with you. Thank you, Druk. So Leighton is just going to get himself over to here with Andruk and then... Mm -hmm. Can I get a couple stealth rolls? Twenty-one. Thirteen. Twenty-one. I got a twenty-four stealth. Let's position ourselves on the map. Right now I'm seeing Leighton, Claude, Andruk, and Eugene at the front western gate of this cemetery. Yep. And the professor and Sven look like they are going to be exiting the church from <laughs> the south... Sorry, the eastern gate. I'm never going to get this right. Um, the the y'all are at the eastern gate, the front of the cemetery, leaving the southwestern door of the church. We see Sven and the professor. That's right. Now that's correct. What's the cue here? Who's leading the way? Whose lead are we following? I think it's um, me and the professor will scare them out, pushing them towards the gate to the east, where you will be lying in wait for them. You're here. Then we shellac them. Give them the old shellac. Give them the old shellac. Um, yeah, and Sven kind of looks out the window to see that they're mounted up by the gate before then stepping outside. I could... Ooh, I know. Why? Yeah, so they're they're stealthing right now. So I don't think that you can see them very well. What if we're stealthing? <laughs> Doesn't affect how easy it is for the you hunted, to see them. Like if, if we were chasing the hunters. Like, if we were at the window and stuff and saw them, like, we'd be able to see the gate from, like, right here, right? To see when they were in position? You could see when they left the door. You could see when they left out here. Those windows are stained glass, so it's not very easy to see at them. You sure. could see when they walked out of here. You could move back in here. Sure. Have a sense of the timing on it. I'm not going to beat you up over Sam. it. I'm just going to say, it, you're guessing. Right? Well, Sam, well, I, I did roll a um, 24 stealth. Can I apply that roll to stepping out into the graveyard and hiding behind some stones so I can get a better view. It really depends on where you want to go. And how, okay. like, yeah, that, that 24 will get you 10 to 15 feet out of the door. No there's problem. No, there's no folks on this cemetery. And I, I'm sure that's on, I, I know that's on purpose. So I'm just like, yeah, they're I, I'm down not here, sure where. They're down here okay. over by the, uh, by the graves. You're, okay. you're a little too far away. You're not quite sure where they are. But, but maybe I can get a better, but there's that, are the gates a wall or are they bars? The gates are a wall. Okay. This gate door, this gate that... Gotcha. Gotcha. The walls around the, the cemetery are solid. Gotcha. There is a gate that is open that they have walked past. Y'all are inside the church right now. That's why I'm saying, like, maybe I could stealth out and see them, but if I can't see them, then I can't see them, you know? Describe how far you want to go. Out well, you're saying that stealth roll by me 10 feet, right? I'm telling you right now, guys, you're not going to be sure when they land in position. Well, that's also, fine. Don't, but don't we... get too bogged down about it. That's no, all. no, no. That, that's great to know because I can still go in there and distract whatever's going on at the graveyard and Sven can back me up and then the, the gang can all rush in. Yes, absolutely. Killing us all. Yeah. So let's... <laughs> let's speed that process up. Yeah. 
we could do a TPK tonight. We got 25 minutes. So the professor um, will will then stealth out about, um, I'm going to try for 15. Okay. Do I get a better view of what's going on uh, at those uh, empty graves there? I tell you what, I'm going to give you 20 feet. Okay. You're going to get to here. Okay. Okay. You're pretty small. 24 is a really good stealth roll. You're peering through some gravestones. You start to see some earth being chucked up out of some of these graves. Two creatures come into your view. Two robed humanoid figures with masks over their face are digging in a shallow grave. Around you and around them, you can see other holes with corpses, old corpses, inside broken coffins. It's kind of a bizarre scene. Mm. What do you do? Okay, um, sneaking is one action. My perception is only... I'm gonna... Let me do a perception check to see if I can see what's going on over there. Okay. Come on. Roll true. Oh, fuck yeah. 22. 22? Two people working. You're, You're behind graves. There's graves between you. What they're doing, what they seem to be focused on is on the ground. You just can't see what they're looking at. I can't tell, like, if... And I see them, but I I did see the masks and the robes, right? Yes. Okay, so I can probably, I think the professor can probably draw uh, a line between those two points as to who they are, or at least are affiliated with. I'm going to try something. Hopefully the gang is on the other side of the gate and can see it. In an attempt to uh, surprise them, attempt to produce flame, but like, I, w- I want to create a distraction, you know what I'm saying? Describe where you want to produce flame. They are on the uh, southern end of um, the path through the gra- through a path through the graveyard, and I'm trying to send it kind of directly on that path, just about uh, ten feet north of them. Yeah, absolutely. There is a path bisecting the graveyard, running east to west. You are on the northern side of that. They are on the southern side in some of those what you looked what looked to be dug up graves. You want to throw it, like, basically right in between you. Yes. All right. Yeah. Produce flame. All right. So I, it's a weapon. It's a attack roll. I don't know what you want me to roll that against because I'm not actually AC, AC5 to hit a square. Dope. <laughs> yeah, I love it, right? Uh, we made it, though. So that is a um, 15. 15? Yeah. You hit the square right in between you. <laughs> And you see two robed heads spin. They look at where the fire was because they also heard it. And then they look up and they see you. Oh, and dear say, me. Oh, oh, oh good, good master. Uh, 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 no, keep back. Keep back. Um, I wouldn't come any closer than you already are. Uh, this one that we got right here is all ripe with the plague. Uh, I heard that she's contagious, and you know, uh, one whiff of this could turn you black as pitch, and you'll be deader than old Tarbaffin. <laughs> <laughs> Is it too late for the Oscars? <laughs> Is that cutoff over? Tarbaffin, the famously undead individual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ain't nobody need to run sense motive on this man. Tarbaffin <laughs> is definitely dead. But I'm trying to say, you don't. You want to stay back? <laughs> oh Lord! 
I'm convinced. Let's go tell Gang the takes out a shitty paid worker. <laughs> <laughs> After planning meticulously for 22 minutes. <laughs> At least we executed him with the precision of a SWAT team. What if I looked at Does it sound like does it sound like they're there? I think I heard I think I heard the professor. Oh no, no, that, that was definitely who's that? Who the fuck was that? What are we gonna I don't know, I can't see anything because this is a wall, not a fence. Um, <laughs> what do you do? Artists only look for the affirmation of their peers. <laughs> what does the professor do? Uh, it's not. I, I would imagine it's no longer my turn. But it's I your guess turn. We're, yeah, yeah. We're, right? not, we're not. In, we're not an initiative. Uh, and uh, I'm going to kill the professor because he went out alone. Uh, no, uh, it, it can be somebody else's turn. Does somebody else want to pipe in? I mean, Sven is. Yeah, Sven is close behind at this point. Um, Sven is absolutely inside the fucking building when all of this was going on, because that's where your fucking pawn was. Where do you want to be? Well, again, we've talked about the impassable uh, sound qualities of doors, walls, gates, and therein. Uh, Sven is blissfully unaware of any of these going. No, 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 no. Sven is paying attention. I'm I just think we're all we're too far the... away to have heard anything, so... Sven, yeah. is, Sven is inside. That guy was not being quiet. Y'all could have heard him. Everyone could have heard him. I'm just saying, Sven, you're coming from inside the church. Okay, then Sven is going to step outside to where previously stated uh, to make his presence known. Oh, oh, hey, oh, hey there, big fella. Um, we're chilling with a couple of plague bodies right here. Um, oh, boy. Uh. Yes, I'm going to need to see some official paperwork uh, entitling you to work with said plague victims. Oh, uh, yeah, a- absolutely. Uh, got it right here. I know fast movements. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yep, Those hands worry. where I can see them, but let's oh, also boy. see the paperwork. Yep, absolutely. I'm going to reach in to my pocket. Uh, moving too fast, too okay. fast. He's slow. You down. and that font are up to no good. I know. Okay, nope. slow, slower. Okay. Even slower. Okay, that's so, about the right speed. That's actually pretty good. I feel safe with you reaching that speed. And he uh, holds up his hand with nothing in it. They, nope. And, and he, he doesn't says, have anything. these are them. <laughs> I got them right here. All right, get down the ground. Hands behind your back. We're going to Oh, paper. dear. No, you can't see this paperwork that I got. I'm holding it up for you. You, you oh, can't see it. Lord, it's, it's a sovereign citizen. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 the red paper yes, 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 I know. I know the gold fringe means we're under naval law. Get, get in there already. Jeez. <laughs> it's uh, right here, all in black and white. If you could just uh, read it, you could you could understand that we're, uh, we're doing our job here. Layton is going to cast light and hold it through the gate. Hold it a little higher and let's see it nice and clear. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we got people on all sides. I'm just closing the distance on them at this point. <laughs> okay, steps forward and uh, holding it up. Leighton, where are you? Uh, uh, I am just outside the gate to the north side of the path. Yeah, holds it up over towards you. Um, you can't see it? Can you see it? By it, you mean nothing? Uh, yeah, can you see it? I see nothing. Uh, well, uh, distance makes enemies of us all. Uh, <laughs> Perhaps if you did get a little closer, you might be able to see it. Anytime, if you felt like getting closer, we might be able to see it. What is happening? 
I died. This went off. Layton will ride forward on Claude and sort of look down from horseback. What yeah. do I see? So I'm going to say that you rode up, and as you were on your way there, you watch as under the mask, something begins to stir. Kite? Mm-hmm. Kite? No, yes, let's send the oracle first. Let's wait for something to stir with the oracle standing right next to it. That sounds like a plan we should yeah, use. Exactly. It's definitely smart, yes. Definitely not threatened by the big man with the hammer. And the- okay. <laughs> I'm very confused. <laughs> Layton, go on. We're right behind you. <laughs> so as you're riding up, its mask is dragged down as its jaw unhinges and its eyes roll back as blossoming from this gaping hole in its face is a four hinged flanged gaping maw that surges forward exploding out as the body collapses bonelessly splatting like a wet flesh sack um just for like sure got the plague <laughs> I am going to need will saves from Svend, the professor, and Layton. Oh dear me, that's fucking disgusting! The Demogorgon. Oh hell yeah! Come on, take that. That's um an eleven from Svend. Twenty-six from Layton. Twenty-five from the professor. The professor and Layton have both saved. Svend. You are frightened, one, at the horrifying sight of this creature erupting from this body. Roll for initiative. Let's rock. Here we go. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. It's a spinner. Nice. All right. We're all in for initiative. What we can see right now is that Eugene is at 23, Andrew 22, Sven at 20, Leighton at 17. Sam, I'm sorry. Uh, mine didn't update. I, I should have been an eight. Ah. I, I rolled a natty, zero, a natty one. Yeah, it was bad. That's bad. That's bad. All right, so we've got Andruk at 22, Sven at 20, Leighton at 17, Eugene at 8, the professor at 7, and a couple bad guys right in front of you at unknown values. Yeah, are there two of these monsters? Just the one. This creature, the one that's closer to you, just turned into a gigantic worm, about right. five feet long and seven to eight inches thick thick. Huh. The person behind them is still wearing the robes. Okay. Hasn't done anything like overtly hostile yet. But I mean, let's see what happens. Did I roll initiative for them? You know what? Peek behind the curtain. I did. <laughs> They're a bad guy too. I'm going to give you that one for free. Uh, but they haven't done anything overtly threatening yet. They still seem to be in their humanoid form. This worm just left a apparently flesh bag which has collapsed to the ground behind it it is surging forward and coincidentally it is their turn oh not ideal not ideal Leighton you were approaching it I imagine that you sort of reared up as it ejected from this body it's going to go towards you because you were moved mm-hmm. seems reasonable as its bite comes <laughs> right at you. Ooh. Decent. 
Discenzo Armani Windbreaker Cortino. That is going to be a <laughs> what? 26 to hit. Who? Uh, that is a hit, not a crit. Hit, not a crit. Excellent. Not great. Not great. But not bad. Ooh. We don't know what these teeth do. <laughs> 16 points of damage. On on Leighton, not on Claude, you're saying? Yes? On Leighton, not on Claude, I'm not saying. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Leighton... I imagine you, you catch him like on the thigh and just rip meat and Layton like slaps down and just starts screaming. He's almost down. Oh my goodness. Fuck Jeez you. Louise. So it attacks you, it bites out, it takes that chunk out of your thigh and then it's just ravenously gonna lash back out. It lashes out at Claw with another bite attack that's going to be uh, 17 to hit. Ooh, a 17 on Claude is... 17 is a hit. 17 is a hit. Oof. Same exact damage. 16 points of damage on Claude. Very bad. Very bad. Okay. That is its turn. The other creature is up next. Spits acid and late than Claude. Yeah. Finishes him <laughs> off. The other creature, standing on the side of the grave, sort of digging down into it, moves over right in front of Sven and then tries to grab the front of Sven's jacket and throw him. Do I get an attack of opportunity? You do get an attack of opportunity as it came within your reach. Uh, nice. That's a 19 on the die. Um, Ooh, yeah, shit. 29. 29? Wow. That's a crit. Yeah, maybe. Critical, critical. Good. Uh, 18 points of damage. Nice. 18 points of damage? Yep. Oh, yeah. Hello. He's huge. Oh. He's huge. Wow. He's huge. He's large. He's in charge. Oh my god. Now, it is going to try to throw you with a shove action into the grave next to it. <laughs> that is going to be a 25 against your athletics DC. Okay, that's probably going to save. Let me quick check just to make sure my Titan Wrestler doesn't uh, go both ways, so to speak. Um, but I believe you. And I just want to acknowledge that the text of shove on a success says you push your target back five feet. You can stride after it, but you must move the same distance and in the same direction. And I am assuming that it is shoving exclusively back for these creatures because... I think that's boring, given that the graves are on either side of this path. And there are tombstones on either side of the graves, so it would be impossible to shove you into them, given the layout of the map. So, fuck it. He's throwing you over his, over to the side. Okay. We'll appeal it, but it'll get caught up in court for a while, so let's go with it for now. Mm-hmm. So, my athletic score is seven. So, it's not a crit, but it is a success. Yep. So, it is going to throw you one square to the south. You are going to fall six feet down into the ground. You are going to take three points of bludgeoning damage, and you are prone, Ew. Benjamin. <laughs> you are prone. That is one, two actions. It is going to move one more step forward up into the professor's business, oh, and no. that is it. Oh, thank goodness. Andruk, it is your turn. What are you going to do? Well, this is bad. This is bad. I'm going to tell you guys right now, this is bad. Yeah. Uh, Druk's going to uh, step 
uh, 15 feet to the south and uh, take a shot at the the worm that attacked Leighton. Yes, and I have that one with the skull split open on it, the little image there that indicates that it is the worm. Oh, that's good. Um, 17 plus 10, yes, is 27. 27? Noise. I'm going to tell you what, dude. When they're not in a body, they have a lower AC. All right. A 27 is a critical success. Oh, that's killer. Ooh. All right. Uh, let's see how this goes. Not great, guys. Not great. Just eight oh. points of damage. Eight points of damage. Eight points of damage. Used to have eight more hit points. Now it has fewer. Uh, going to shoot again. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's 16 plus 5 is 21. 21, that's a hit. Okay. Um, and that's only four more points of damage. Four more points of damage. Still doing damage. It's a move, an attack, and an attack. Sven, you're up, man. You're on the ground. In a grave. What are you going to do? And I'm frightened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would be too. I'm scared. I'm alone. I'm down here. Um, I get uh, full action just to stand up, right? Uh, in Pathfinder 1, uh, yes, but this is just uh, one action to stand up. Okay. I will stand up, and then what's it uh, going to take for me to actually like get out of this six-foot hole? Which can't be easy. It's going to be pretty easy, man. It's, it's going to be a move action for you to get out of there. Oh, okay. Um, so I guess a move action up to... I guess here would probably be the more... Reasonable things, just because the gravestone is right there. Um, yeah, I'll get to there and I'll swing on it. And you'll swing on it. Yeah, makes sense to me. Yeah, another terrific score. That'll be twenty-seven to hit. And you are taking the negative. Uh, from being frightened. Oh right, so twenty-six. Twenty-six. That is still a hit, my yeah. friend. That is still a hit. Hit out of crit. Alrighty. Uh, for 12 points of damage. Oh. 12 points of damage. My. Oh, sorry, sorry. Nope, nope, nope. I rolled that wrong. I rolled the crit damage there. Hold the 2d8. Uh, that will be instead 10 points of damage. All right, minus 10. Better rolls, it sounds like, on that one. All right, so that's two moves, standing, getting out of there, and then an attack. So that is your turn. Sven, nicely done. Acquitting yourself well. Late. You are up, bud. What's going on? Uh, what would the knowledge check be here, Sam? Religion, if you want the most specific one. Great. That is what Leighton is going to roll. Ooh, nice. 21. 21? Yeah, you've gotten some information out of that, dude. Uh, what are you looking for? Uh, can we start with the name? Who am I looking at? Yes. This, given everything that you've seen about it, you know that this is a Vermlech which is also known as a worm demon. They burrow in to dead or dying bodies and then animate them. Oh my God. Yeah. You know that when it explodes out of a creature, it's such a horrifying sight and you've now experienced it that, yeah, it's terrifying and it, it affects people. You also know that when it goes into a body, it's just as bad. I bet. I bet it is. Um, what can you tell me about their relationship to f- fortitude saves? I will tell you 
regarding their relationship to fortitude saves that it's very good yeah i had a feeling but that's a bummer that's a real bummer for me but i don't think i have a choice okay i'll give um, you an i'll give you a piece of information that would float into your head right now a little extra ditty that i think is interesting worm demons can't stand the sight of a good meal presented and then swiftly taken away whenever a dying creature within sight of the worm demon has its dying condition removed the worm demon takes 1d6 mental damage so if anybody goes down you want to get them back up because it will hurt the creature all right here's the strategy professor take the front line don't worry i'll heal you yes yes of course right to the front what as always flawlessly planned and executed um no layton is going to yeah reel back he takes this blow then he watches claude get ripped open and he just cries out Burmlock, it's a worm demon stay away and then the remainder of that information uh and then says claude get us out of here as he actually yeah he is going to for the first time um level his spear and stab so i'm gonna take one attack here with layton um 17 17's a hit dude oh yeah um that's oh Max damage, six points of piercing damage as Leighton, like, I imagine stabs it off of Claude and, like, pushes the spear point and detaches it from Claude. And then Claude raises a hoof. He's going to take one swing. That is a natty 13. He definitely has more than a plus four. Yeah, 20 to hit. Nice. Great. Is a hit. And that is going to be another max damage roll. That is nine points of bludgeoning damage from Claude. Uh, and then Claude is going to uh, take himself out of this fight and retreat with Leighton. Um, feet, feet. 5, 10, 15, 20. Sort of straight back uh, along the pathway out the gate, leaping mm-hmm. over Eugene's goblin form. Um, mm-hmm. And that is my turn. Excellent turn. Bunch of damage done by the little oracle on top of the big horse. Eugene, you're up. What's good, bud? Time to tangle on! <laughs> <laughs> Eugene's going to cast Tanglefoot on the worm in front of him. We'll try a spell attack. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Uh, ooh, that's not good. That's a 10. 10 against... I believe that this is against a certain DC, right? Uh, attempt a spell attack against the target. It's just an AC. It's just against AC. Mm-hmm. I think so. Okay, that that is a miss. Yeah, and then Eugene's gonna be like, ah, shit. Gonna move. Let's go just uh, five, ten to there. All right, so ten feet directly north. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Excellent. The professor, it is your turn. The professor will move back of. Quite a bit here, yeah. And um, as you flee the creature once again, <laughs> running away when your friends and are in trouble. Shut up. That's uh, that's and then I will uh, produce flame, uh, attempting to hit the uh, being. Mm-hmm. Roll the hit. 
Okay, so that is a... 20. 20 is a hit. Excellent. That's what I wanted to hear. Oh, nice. Max damage. So that is 8 points of damage. Whoa, 8 it's points of damage. Lamb Goodness. <laughs> the professor is indeed pissed. That is the end of round one. I you have one more are... action. Oh, you're right. Go ahead. <laughs> oh no, you're right. <laughs> oh no, no, no. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Uh, that's that's you moved and then you cast a spell. That's that's yeah. Three produce action. flame is a cantrip. That doesn't mean it's one. Oh, it's so, no, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I apologize. You're right. Yeah, that's a two spell, two move, two action spell. Some of them are not. Bad. Yes. Huh. Look at trying to pull here, Galvan. <laughs> we see you break. You uh, do have dinosaurs on this uh, dinosaur tour. <laughs> that is the end of round one. The top of round two. You have done some damage to these horrifying creatures, if I do say so myself. What happens next? We'll find out next week. Oh, no. shark! Yeah, no, they can't go to the gates. And they can't be seen. Fucking sound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>